Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your auctioneer. You are at the right place at the right time. Coffee Connections, insights with innovators talking to nonprofits in Atlanta. Um, I do want to let you know, you can go to coffeeconnections.live for all the Coffee Connections. This is our 24th episode. We're flying here. It's great. I mean, you know, time is flying. Um, before we get started, I also want to let, uh, folks know if you haven't checked yet and you're like, what, why, what is this? You're uh, I should mention my other podcast called inside out with Turner and Seth that's inside out WTNS.com. Uh, and we interview several different musicians there. So, but here it's about nonprofits in our Atlanta community. And today folks, I've got a special guest. This one is for the children. <laughs> yes, it is for the children because we're talking to in the city camps, Eileen Price, a former Jewish day and overnight camper and counselor. Uh, Eileen understands firsthand the positive impact a Jewish camp experience has on a child. Uh, when she was unable to find a Jewish day camp that provided the experience she wanted for her kids, she decided to create one. So in 2012, she founded In the City Camps ITC, a Jewish day camp that delivers the proven outcomes of overnight camp, which uh, I do come from an overnight camp, <laughs> lifelong friendships, personal growth, and a meaningful connection to the Jewish community and Israel. Uh, following graduation from Emory University and prior to uh, founding In the City Camps, Eileen consulted with nonprofit organizations to help them operate efficiently and raise money strategically. She also streamlined Jewish programming across several organizations as a program manager with the Marcus Foundation, whose uh, name come, has come up several times here on Coffee Connections. And she has advised private foundations as endowment uh, associate with the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta, who happens to be a future guest. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Eileen to the show. Hi, Eileen. How are you? I'm good, Seth. How are you? I am Thursday. I'm fantastic. It's Thursday. Yeah. Not that it means anything. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Every day's the day. work day and every day's the weekend. Well, every day for me is a pandemic. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> so coffee connections. Tell me, do you got a coffee mug? I do. Hold, please. Well, let's take a look at this. Oh, wait a second. Hold on there. Whoa, that looks like a Thanksgiving feast. What do we got going on there? You want me to spin? Atlanta. Dog, oh, yeah. Dogwood City. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. Tell us about that cup. What's the meaning behind that to you? Well, my family has been in Atlanta for three generations. And so I'm true to, true to Atlanta. And wow. I need some ATL swag. So hence my cup. Okay. All right. Um, so, wow. Three generations. I know. My grandmother is mean, here. Right off the, I mean, not the boat. Uh, uh, I mean, what did they come to? She went to Ellis Island and then to, I she mean, to horse and buggy? Ended up in, yeah, in Atlanta. Whoa. Yeah, I guess horse and buggy. I don't know. Car, yeah. 
car. Do you have the same property by chance? <laughs> Terrible, no. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So, yeah, so that's what my cup is. What is your cup, by the way? See, I like these uh, tumblers. I've, I use the same one every day. This is my first day I'm using tea in it, though, this this season. Because in the afternoon, I like I like hot tea in the afternoon and, the, and when it's cold out. Uh, but yeah, this one has a bottle opener on the bottom. And the thing about this, though, that I like in the morning when I make my coffee, French press, by the way. Of course. I will slowly drink my coffee in this. Now, on a Saturday, for whatever reason, I decide to drink out of a mug. My coffee goes down way too quickly. Here, I will last an hour just sipping. Coffee is for sipping. So, okay. Uh, so you said you like French press. Do you, you prefer that over uh, drip? Oh, yeah, of course. French press is like the real deal. It is the real deal. Now, dark roast, light roast, where are you at? I'm a medium. Medium. Cream, yeah. uh, would you go Ooh. with their milk or almond milk or soy? No, 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 no. Just like good old-fashioned half and half. Half and half. And then... Yeah. Old school. Uh, and sweet and low. That's really old school. That's my first cup of coffee was decaf at the bagel place with my parents. Of course. And it was called the bagel place. Did and uh, it was sweet and low. Yeah. Out of the little plastic creamers. You remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, yes, absolutely. Gosh. I can't believe my parents, my mom let me do that, though. Yeah, or we're probably doing worse by our kids. And we can talk all about how in the city camps is going to fix that. Well, why don't why don't we go ahead and shift that and 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 introduce everyone, please, to in the city camps? All right, amazing. Um, in the city camps is a camp I founded. We just we're celebrating our tenth summer this coming wow, summer. It's super exciting. Um, okay, so what is in the city camps? And in the city camps is a Jewish day camp that replicates all the fun, magic, amazingness, learning, social, emotional, etc., friend making. Um, that happens at overnight camp, but at home and forever overnight camp was kind of the gold standard in the Jewish community. And nobody really gave day camp any attention. And one day after I had my fourth child, I thought, how am I going to get all these kids to buy into overnight camp? It's such a, it's a big ask. And what are my other options? And when I looked around, there really wasn't a competitive marketplace for high quality nonprofit day camping. So I made one and we've gone from 60 kids, our first summer with one location to three locations, close to 800 unique. 95% of our campers are Jewish, but everybody is so welcome and included um, with three locations. So we've gone really fast. And I think that what has made it really exciting and compelling is that we are in the process of building the next generation of Jewish community here in Atlanta. 75% of our families, we are their Jewish experience. Um, and we take that with a lot of honor and also with a lot of seriousness. So we want to be sure that the camp we're providing for their children, be it in town, Johns Creek, Sandy Springs, whatever location you come to, you're getting an excellent quality um, day camp. We run from nine to four, five days a week, all summer. We had pre-pandemic busing and field trips and pools and everything exciting. Um, and what's great about day camp is it's really the beginning, the stepping stone when you're leaving kindergarten, going into first grade as a big child. 
Um, leaving the preschool environment, Jewish day camp can be your Jewish connection. In Atlanta, big, big city, but it feels so intimate when you go to day camp and meet all these kids you wouldn't know otherwise because they don't go to school with you. So we've just been watching this incredible Jewish community flourish here in Atlanta through camp. It's like a youth group for kids. <laughs> well, youth group, but like pre-youth group, what you're talking about even. Yeah, it's really amazing. So let me ask you a couple questions then. Um, you mentioned like sleepaway camp and yeah, I went to Ramah, by the way, Palmer, Mass. Nice. And uh, it's, there's so many people that have gone to all the different young Judeas and all that. Um, but but before that, though, you talked about having a, a different camp experience. Now, um, what about JCC? Like what separates in the city camps from JCC? It's a great question that we get asked all the time. Okay, so in the city camps is an independent Jewish day camp, meaning we don't have an affiliation with anybody else. So that's one thing that differentiates us. Also, we're a pop-up. We don't have our own location. So we pop up around Atlanta based on what's best for our campers and our camper families. So that's something different where the JCC has a physical location. Um, we really see ourselves as connectors. And so we don't have a membership fee. We are just a camp and we provide year-end activities and we see the customer is the child in the relationship. So we're really deeply investing in children and camp is all we do. Bridge JCC has a whole business of lots of other things that we they do. This is all we do. And at this camp, we offer one product, which is kindergarten through eighth grade. There's not a hundred different camps to choose from. There's one model that we do that we do exceptionally well. And we do that with a low camper counselor ratio. Um, that we will not compromise on, where safety, both physical and emotional, is always our first and foremost um, priority. We pick the most incredible role models. Um, I handpick them because I think they're good enough for our families and my family, it's good enough for your families. And so I, I appreciate that people are picking us to help their children grow and I wanna be sure that we give them the right teachers and right role models. And we have a choice-based philosophy that the child chooses how they're spending their day and when the child chooses, the child's happy. So those are just some things. So wait, the child chooses. So for example, um, it, you're not signing up for Lego camp or a session for that. It's, all right, kid, what do you wanna do today? Here's your options. And then you meet them where they want. Exactly, so instead of saying, oh, you're going to Lego camp for the next five days, we're saying to you every hour, do you want Legos or drama or dancing or this or that? And the other great thing is we find that um, children are not picking down gen traditional gender lines because the child is picking, not the parent. So the child who, the little boy who really feels like, I've always wanted to go sing in drama, feels safe to go do that. And the little girl that always wanted to go to basketball, but was like constantly encouraged not to, is on that court, you know, like elbowing the best of them. So it's another way that we just feel like ch children, this pandemic has shown, but prior to this pandemic, there was no place in the world for children to exert their opinions except for camp. And this pandemic has shown like how children have very little say so in their life. They don't get to choose if they go to school, if they go to after school activities, if they play with their friends, like they don't have any choice. That's why they need a place for camp because good adults know how to make good choices. Hmm. Gosh. And I mean, like speaking of choices right now is the time typically as a parent, we're like, we got to start thinking about camp because if we don't, then we're only going to have what we can have. And then like, come like February, it's like, did we get it? Did we do it? Oh my God, we forgot to, Oh, there's no spots left. So yeah. where, where's the, 
this summer there's going to be less capacity. Right. So let's so let's actually take a break, uh, a pause there. We're going to come back there. Last summer, you have everything lined up for one of your biggest camping seasons yet. You've got your staff and everything. everything. How did you all pivot? Like, I mean, what did how did how did you uh, deal with that? Okay, so what we did was first we decided we couldn't run the camp that people had purchased and communicated that because of the virus, we were unable to deliver on what they had purchased. And transparency and trust are two of our critical skills and attributes that we value. And so we wanted to actualize that. And so we communicated that with our parents and refunded everybody all their money. Mm, and then wow. we evaluated on what we could safely offer. And we offered four weeks of camp morning session. And then we had a break, we cleaned, and then there was an afternoon session for children who wanted to either come in the afternoon, come back, etc. Um, and we did that for four weeks and we had no outbreaks. And it was an amazing, incredible summer that was very hot and mask. But mm. we did it and everybody was happy. And what about, were, were there any online uh, opportunities? Yes, you're so right. We offered online since, okay, so in the city camps a couple years ago, there was Snowmageddon. Do you remember that in Atlanta? Oh, yeah, of course. When everyone was, yeah, of course. Uh, it was walking dead in the snow. I remember. Yeah. Okay. So after I got home with my children in tow, walking for miles, and they canceled school, I was like, what am I going to do? I had four small, small kids. So I called my staff who none of them had kids yet. And I just said, like, if I'm losing my mind and I run a day camp, I'm sure our parents are really losing their mind. What can we do? So there was this tool called Zoom that somebody had heard about. And we went on to Zoom and we broadcasted camp for a couple of days. So when the pandemic hit and they closed down schools, we were able to pivot within two or three days and started offering virtual program every day since March 16th. And we did that all the way through, including summer and spring camps, um, all the way through August. And we still are offering ongoing virtual programming. Most of it is free. So if you're looking for something for your kids, go to our website in thecitycamps.org. Um, there's amazing Jewish content taught by awesome, young, super cool Jewish educators that your kids will really be into. And check us out. There's tons of really available free resources. And does it require the parent to sit there with the kid throughout no. the whole thing? No way. We would not be doing our job if we did that. Um, the whole premise is that we want to give parents some time off, not more time to do something for or with their children. They have plenty of that right now. So um, once they kind of get their kid online, they're good to go. And when we first started doing it, we actually told the parents, like, we'll just teach our kids to use Zoom. So we were teaching them how to text us and et cetera. And like for us, those are critical skills we're teaching, 21st communication skills, language processing, expressive language, all critical thinking skills one needs. And so we're just trying to do that even if we're in-person or online, um, always trying to meet everybody where they're at. And this summer, 15% of our audience online was from out of state. So we've made some new exciting friends. Okay. Well, that leads me to wonder in the future plans of in the city camps. Is this an Atlanta thing or are we looking maybe to get bigger? We are actively in discussions about how we could grow bigger in other cities. Um, Wonderful. And the camps doesn't ever need its own building. And so we can scale easily in any other city who's looking to pop up a Jewish day camp. 
Wow. Well, and it makes your uh, fundraising a little different too, because you're not, you're not doing the building campaign. <laughs> oh, we need a new oh. building. No, 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 no. No, I've worked on too many of those. Yeah. I don't wow. want to for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's been super fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and speaking of which a little music trivia for you, do you recognize the music on the intro? Yes. Is that from Hannah? That's Hannah Zale, one of your edu- uh, well now your assistant director. She okay, used to yeah. be your music director. Now she's yeah. uh she's up there with you all now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I said, like transparency, loyalty, those are our values. And you see that in the staff we have and the campers that come back and the counselors that we retain. So we really think we're onto something incredibly special. And what's most important is that children need camp right now. Yeah, well, let's let me let me ask you a question. This is this I'm, I'm sure you get asked this, or maybe not. But so I come from a uh, a uh, mixed marriage, and my ex wife was always always like, "What's with you and your friends and camp? Like, what's the deal with camp? Like, what? And and quite specifically, what's with Jews and camp? But I'm like, uh, you know, I don't I don't really have an answer for that. What's your answer? What's with Jews and camp? I mean, it's like Seinfeld, right? Yeah, it is a Seinfeld episode. Um. I don't know. Our community, I think we know that in order to be a successful adult, you need experiences that often only happen in a camp setting to really get to know yourself and get to know others in a different way than you do any other environment. Like think of all the learning environments there are as a child. Camp is a like a utopia, um, a safe place to take risk. That's what camp is. That's what in the city camp is. That's what any good camp is, is a safe place to take risk. And, and when you do that over and over again, it's like, it's amazing. And it's just a magical place. Everybody who tries it seems to like it. Um, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, gosh, first of all, if you in Jewish ge- uh, geography, right. It's like, what camp do you go to? It's <laughs> but not just that my mom, who's, uh, uh, she's 75. My dad just turned 85 and oh. they had the funeral director come over the other day to, or not director, but like the sales guy, you know, like what, let me get you in a great coffin, you know, like this deal. Anyway, this kid, so my mom decides she has to call me, right. You know, not because she wants advice or tell, she goes, so this, this, the salesman comes to the house, looks at a photo of me and look and goes, is that Seth Weiner? And she goes, you know, my son, he goes, I don't really know him, but I remember him from camp when I was seven. my point is my work here is done. Yeah. What camp did you go to? Oh, you said Vermont. Uh, yeah, but that was JCC. I did JCC as a kid. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I went, well, no, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, okay. And then I also went to Pinecrest Day Camp, which oh, yeah. uh, even though it wasn't a Jewish camp, Jewish. it was South Florida's <laughs> and camp. So it's like, you know. I hear you. Um, well, so so you have funding coming in. So you're, first of all, how are you a nonprofit? How are we a nonprofit? Yeah. So what's interesting is when I first started the camp, I didn't have it as a nonprofit. I had it as a for-profit because I was really interested in the concept of how is camp a business? But then the like the altruistic side of me wasn't enjoying myself because camp is really only accessible to the people who have money. And I want everybody to go to Jewish day camp because I want everybody to have the experience you and I've had, not just the people who had resources. And I want people to feel like we're a good place to come when you 
need financial support because we make it so easy for you that you want to be a part of our community and you want that for your mm -hmm. child. So the reason I became nonprofit is because I wanted to offer scholarships to people. And that's really for the first couple of years, what I only had to raise money for was just to wow. make you know, accessible because the numbers are working and small, which is how I know. Well, it's let's, let's face it though. Camp is really expensive. I mean, it adds up. And as a parent, you want your kid to go to camp, not just because you work or whatever, but like you want the, the kid to have a good social experience, but it, it is expensive when, when you start adding up, forget like sleepaway camp, just day camp can be very expensive. It's so, so day camps you pick, there are a lot of day camps that are not astronomical. And then with scholarships that are, you know, accessible, mm -hmm. it, it's, it can make financial sense for your family. It shouldn't be, I mean, there are some camps that are astronomically expensive, but I think your good old fashioned day camp in general should be. And right, but 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 you like you mentioned before though, it depends what you want. Like, yes, there are day camps that will have 40 kids and one counselor or two counselors, right? Yeah. So that that size, that classroom size, that camp size does really matter. It, it the this is why I made in the city camp. I wanted camp, I wanted it to be a camp where all we focused on was camp. And we could do camp really, really well, and we didn't have to pay for anything <laughs> else through our camp. Mm -hmm. And so we can do a one to six camper counselor ratio and we can do licensed social clinical workers on staff, one for us kids and one for our staff, because all we do is camp and we do it really well. And we do it with like deep passion and we mm -hmm. spend the whole year planning to make sure your kids have the best summer of learning and growth. And do you have an office or do you work at a home? Well, I used to have an office in New York. <laughs> pre-pandemic. So your basement must be full of uh, hula hoops and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> I do a lot of activities uh, in my career. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all right, so, so offering, offering scholarships is, is a big piece, and I get that. Um, do, you, do you fundraise for other, do you raise money for other causes? So yeah, I mean, now we, we fundraise because we have to raise about 35% of our overall revenue um, to, to make the numbers work. But a majority of our um, the revenue comes from tuition dollars, which is great. Um, and we fundraise not only for scholarship, but so that we can reinvest in our staff. We take ongoing continuing education for our teen and high school staff, excuse me, college and high school staff incredibly seriously. We see that when they pick us to employ them, it's our opportunity to yeah. invest in them. And we raise money, you know, so the kids can have an amazing summer. And so we can rent premier facilities and do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the, the economics work because we don't have a building or a facility to, to keep up. Yeah, no, that's smart. And then it also has got to pan out well for the places you're renting because they're yes. needing to get Great that space them. utilized. Yeah. Um, when you're raising money, where is your primary money coming from? Just the tuition for a camp or where, where's well, the fundraising coming? Tuition. And then when I, after that, it comes from both individual donors and foundations. And what found, I'm going to guess Marcus Foundation is one, right? Yeah. Marcus Foundation, <laughs> the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta, um, the Zalik Foundation. We give, thank God, from a lot of foundations mm -hmm. around who've been very generous to us. And I think 
they've been generous and we've really delivered on what we promised. Yeah. Which I think is really critical in those relationships. And has fundraising been challenging in this weird time or is it your support still staying strong? So we are very lucky. Our support has continued to stay strong because we've been able to pivot very quickly and still deliver what we promised, even if it's through a different vehicle. So we promised some camps in person and we had to do them virtually, but we were able to still meet our benchmarks. Um, and I think it's going to get really hard out there to raise yeah. money. It's going to be challenging for sure. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Now, what if, I want to take a moment and go back to the campers. When they're virtual, what do you do to give them that re connection to relate for them to connect and okay. to build those relationships? We have a whole formula of how often we talk to a child online, engage with them, how much we message them. Um, because if a child gets off of an experience with us and doesn't feel seen or heard, then we haven't done our job well. And that's for a paid program, a non-paid program. Um, anytime a child engages with us, we want the child to know we care about them and we see them and they're a member of our community. And so we have all these different ways in which we train our staff to be sure that they, they do that. But we, again, have a one to six camper counselor ratio. We don't have a one to 20. Um, and right, right. Yeah, so, so what about the kids making friends though? How do how, the, the counselor, I get it's engaged, but how do you get the kids to engage and build we, relationships? We build, we play at the beginning, a just like we do in real life camp. We play games to get to know each other. We do the same thing. And until the staff feels like they know each other's names, they're able to talk to mm -hmm. each other and engage each other, they won't move on to the next activity or pitulah, which is Hebrew for activity. Um, and, Actually, the staffs, one of their biggest surprises was how well the campers started to connect with each other, so much so they didn't need the staff. Ah. The staff was like, wait, what about us? Include <laughs> us, you know? So, but there's something really cool. People, kids can make, um, can form deep relationships online. They can. The, and this is the healthy kind of relationship we want them to form online. Yes. So that, <laughs> yes, with an adult constantly supervising them and watching uh, them. So, no, yeah. Now, and and let, let's any campers out there are wondering this. How do you do a color war? You know, we did not do color a virtual color war, but many camps did. Um, we did lots of other amazing, I mean, activities this well, summer. And we never I, I think that uh in in the spring or you know, the winter coming, you should consider doing a color war fundraiser, a peer-to-peer -peer color war fundraiser. Okay, I'll have to think more about that. Maybe and speaking of fundraising, can you tell me about Thanksgiving's coming up? And hold on, I hear a turkey gobbling. Oh, there it is. Oh my gosh, one of our many Friday programs. Yes, families join us on Friday for Thanksgiving edition of Onik Shabbat, where the amazing Hannah Zale will be singing lots of fun songs that your kids will love. You can join your kids. You can put your, park your kids in front of the screen and we will be sure that they are enjoying themselves. And they can go to inthecitycamps.org. Yes, they need to sign up so they can get the Zoom link. And um, we love to have, we always love having new families or families who have been with us before. It's usually about 30 minutes and it's a good time. Had by all. Mm -hmm. And Hannah's uh, number one song that she gets requested is Holla Back Girl. <laughs> and I'm bummed. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm here uh, for like, yeah, you know. Tip your, yeah, your um, 
Cool. Well, what um, what else you uh, you, is there anything else you want to share that we may have not covered here in our uh, coffee connection about in the city camps? No, I mean you can find everything you want to know about camp online. If you are not looking at camp this summer, I just want to deeply encourage you to look for camps this summer. And the city camps is here to support your family, kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, if we're not the right fit for you, I encourage you to find the right fit for your child. Happy to talk with you about it as well. But our kids need camp, especially this summer after the pandemic, to start healing from all the trauma. So absolutely cool. Uh, by the way, I love your font. I love the font on the city camp. So it, it it really pops. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, as we're uh, nearing the end of our cup here, um, I do want to do a refill. So therefore, I ask you, my guest, to recommend a future guest for Coffee Connections. Is there an organization that you'd like to recommend? Yes. The organization is called JumpSpark. And I'd like to recommend their amazing executive director, Kelly Cohen. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the introduction. Uh, and thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I love what you're doing. Uh, expect an application from my family because uh, we'd like to have my son do that this summer. Um, and keep in touch. I, I, I love what you're doing. And folks, I, I encourage you once again in the citycamps.org. Uh, Eileen, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Opportunity. Bye, guys. Thank you.